everybody up. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Life with Coach podcast. This is episode 12. We are talking marriage talk today. I'm Honor Garrett, and I have four kids. Uh, my husband and I have been married for 26 years, which is kind of a miracle in and of itself. We've lived in 13 homes in 26 years, so kind of a veteran coach's wife hopping all over the place. But um, let me let everybody introduce themselves. We do have a special guest tonight. We're so excited. We have another um, coach's wife on tonight to, to share her story with us. But first, Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Hi, it's Heather Shar. Uh, Paul and I have been married for 23 years. And we have two kids. Um, gosh, moved 11 times in 23 years, seven school districts. Some towns we've actually moved more than once. One town we moved three, three times in three years. That was the worst. So kind of been wow. doing it for a while and loving it. But like you said, it's kind of a miracle. Sometimes I think that it's, you know, 23 years. Well, I loved one thing that you said is that it's marriage itself is hard. It doesn't matter if you're a coach's wife or just any wife. Marriage is a decision and it's not always the easiest decision um, because life happens, mm -hmm. but it's a beautiful decision when you make it work. Um, and we have, we are going to talk about a little bit of a, um, a sensitive subject tonight um, because it happens sometimes that, um, we deal with infidelity and things like that. And I just want to really just encourage and thank our coach's wife that's on tonight because she has the courage and the vulnerability to share her story. And it's such a great ending. So anyway, so welcome. And will you tell us a little bit about your family before we get started? Sure. Um, so I've been married for almost 12 years. Um, coach's wife, I think for eight, almost eight. Um, we've got four beautiful kids. Um, so when I got married, we weren't originally coaches. I wasn't a coach's wife. Um, but when we moved to our new town to be closer to family, we, um, he got involved with being a coach. And so I just, you know, just became a coach's wife. Um, and from there, just we've had some ups and downs, um, especially in the beginning. We started out with, um, we, we were, we were great, um, but we um, inadvertently became, um, I became more of a victim of being a, um, how do I say it, just um, with uh, having infidelity in our, in our relationship. Um, and have since we've grown, we're, we're better than we've ever been, I, stronger than we've ever been. Communication is better than we've ever had it. Um, so in all actuality, although I would rather not have gone through that, I wouldn't change it for the world because we've had, we have the most beautiful family, um, most beautiful life. And although we have still our, our ups and downs, um, I wouldn't change it for the world. And so there are so many wives that are probably out there some that think, oh, well, that would never happen to me. <laughs> or I completely <laughs> trust my husband. And I'm sure you were that way as well, weren't you? Yeah, I, I never thought it would happen to me. Um, when I get involved in friendships or relationships, I, I trust fully and, and without a doubt. Um, so I never thought it would happen to me. I would have, 
I didn't see signs. I didn't know what was going on. He could have, you know, he could have hid it from me for years and I would have never known. Um, but he decided to tell me and for whatever reason, we, I decided to also stay. Um, we had one child at that time and, um, I believe in God. I believe in marriage. And I also believe, um, I don't believe in divorce. However, I also believe in mental health and, and I need to be look out for myself as well. But when I found out, um, I made the decision to stay. Um, I found out when I was out of town and, um, when I found out I, I left, I left out of town and came back home and, um, my biggest thing on the way home was, is I'm going to stay not for, not for the kids or kid at that time. Um, but because I love him and, um, I just want, I, I wanted to start that relationship with, with that and it being, um, out in the open. Um, we did, we didn't talk about it with anybody else, but I just wanted to stay just because I loved him and, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I know either way, it's, it's hard, whether you make the decision to stay or not to stay. But I, you saying that you loved him, obviously you were thankful that he shared it with you and he had remorse and wanted to make things work as well, correct? Yes. Um, and one of our conditions was, he, he said he would definitely sign up for marriage counseling, whatever we need to do to talk through it. Um, but I, I just need to know the, the in-depth information that I didn't, you know, I didn't want to know. And he knew that I didn't want to know, but in order for me to work through it with myself, I needed to know all the details. And that's not necessarily going to happen with every relationship, but he originally, when it happened, he said, it wasn't my fault. It was nothing that I did or didn't do. He was vulnerable and an opportunity presented itself. And therefore he just, in his weak moment, he pursued something he shouldn't have. Well, this is a really interesting, uh, I guess, vocation, or, you know, career, because if any career that our husbands could have, that something could happen without us knowing, it would be being a coach because our husbands work all the time and they work late into the night and they go in early. And so there definitely has to be that level of trust. Um, so, you know, if there are any, any listeners out there that have any questions about this or, or you want to reach out because you want to talk about something about your husband or you are worried about a trust issue or whatever, and you want us to talk about something here, we are glad to do it and we'll keep it confidential. But we're really just here as a resource and we want to help other coaches, wives, and I'm just so grateful for our guest today to really be the example of, let me tell you how you can go through something hard, but it can still be beautiful in the end. And it's all about your commitment to make it work, um, your commitment to love each other and care, each other, care for each other. Is there any advice that you would give some of our listeners out there in making a decision if they, they suspect something or they find, find something out? Um, any just advice for them? 
I think I think what helped us the most was that we both decided to be very open and communicate about what was going on in the relationship. Um, we had originally we we had just moved to a new city. I didn't have any friends. All the friends that I had were his friends because it's his hometown. Um, there were a lot of late nights. I had a child at home. We were living with family. It just it wasn't the best situation to begin with. Although it's it. It, it was still great and we, we didn't want to move here and not have a house or um, but he was also put in a position where he was taking over a full program mm -hmm. and when I did when we got married I didn't sign up to be a coach's wife so it was new to me I didn't have anticipation of this is how it's going to work because we've been dating through this and I've been watching long hours um, it just kind of hit me in it and it kind of in the face and he said um he was, he was out till eight or nine at night and he wasn't seeing the baby. I was coming home as fast as I could from work because I worked full time. I was coming home from work, taking care of the baby, being with his mom. And then we would, I wouldn't see him until eight or nine at night. And I didn't, I didn't have the effort after that to give him time or comfort or communication. I just, I was spent at the end of the day. Yeah. So the biggest thing is communication. Talking about little things, talking about things you don't think they want to hear or talking about things that you just needed, you know, something that happened in your day. Um, we always kind of say that when we come home, we don't want to talk about work with each other, but there's sometimes when I come home, I need to get something off my chest. And right. so feeling like I have an open source to be able to get that out is so helpful. Um, and that just kind of opens up other doors about discussing deeper conversations. Well, I think it's so important that you can talk, even if it's just about, like you said, mundane things or just simple things, because when you start taking that for granted and you're just in a room together and you, neither of you speak, yeah. you, and that's, that's good too, to have some time, you know, to feel comfortable by yourself and not having to speak, but it, it shows even just when you're talking about the mundane things that, you know, I care about you and your world and I care about you and your world. And it's, it's so vital to keep that communication going. How about you, Heather, through the years? Like how, you know, have you guys <laughs> had a hard time sometimes? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, of course, it's hard in the beginning when, you know, there were times I'd wake up not see Paul go to bed and he I mean I didn't see him in two or three days at the very beginning because when summer starts and I had a job or I worked late or um and that was tough but there was always one day like Sunday morning before he had to go to work and we would see each other and again you know I'm showing my age here no cell phones yeah we didn't no cell phones when Paul and I first got married <laughs> and um no social media and so Paul always called me during the day at lunch and sometimes I'd miss him. I'd even have coworkers that would hear my phone ring and know it was, you know, know his number. It would say the school name and they'd get it and be like, we're going to go get her. And they'd run and get me just so I could say hi. Cause I remember at the beginning, I mean, sometimes it was a week and then I'd see him on Saturdays or at the game on Friday night, a little bit on Saturday, but I just had someone, you know, I was thinking about this after I was talking to you know the coach's wife a few weeks ago and then you and I spoke about what we were going to talk about today and stuff and I had one of the best coaches what head coaches wives my Paul's second job and she 
just more or less sat down and said, you have a problem. You talk to your husband about it. Don't talk about, don't come to me. Don't come to talk to Paul. And that was the best advice. Even if it's hard, stand in another room. If you don't want to look in his face and speak through the room, but talk about it. And I've always said communication, communication and her husband. I mean, I don't think they'll be listening to this, but her husband was great, but he was one of the toughest coaches to work for, for Paul. But they, you know, I just always knew he must've been such a great guy because Peggy was always, always there. And they'd come check us on us and they'd be like, these are going to be tough times. Like you said, it's not because we're married to a coach that's hard. It's because we're married. Being married is hard. It just is. So well, are there any things that you guys do to kind of keep things just fresh. I know a lot of times when my husband in the early years of being um, like a quality control person in the NFL or whatever, he would work at six in the morning. He wouldn't be home till two in the morning. Mm. And the only way I would see him is by putting little post-its up and, hey, love you, or put a little Bible scripture or something like, (laughs) see you sometime or whatever. Um, but we did those little notes for each other and we did scheduled dates. Is there something that you guys have done to help you, um, really, especially having to get over the hard hardness of what you guys endured early on? How, 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 what do you do now? Um, so he, I'm not much of a fighter. I mean, I do have a lot of emotions and they get bottled up, but if I can't fight face to face, because I get nervous, I'm afraid he's gonna say something, it's gonna set me off and I'm gonna say something that I don't wanna say. Um, so I, I, take a, I take a time out for myself and I back up and I'll text him. I'll text him all the feelings that I have and say, this is, you know, I'm feeling like this, I'm doing, I'm doing more of this and I need your help from here. I mean, this just this morning, we couldn't, I couldn't get the, the five-year-old out the door. And so I text him, I said, I, I need you to get her dressed every morning, just, plain and simple. And so he's, he, so he reacts better to that than me fighting with him because I don't fight well. I don't fight nicely. Um, but I'll That's also great. on the flip side, I'll, on the flip side, I'll say, look, babe, I'm really feeling a date this weekend. I'm really feeling, I'm really feeling like we got to have a date time just to, just to be able to separate from our kids. And even if we don't talk on a date, just, just sit and have adult time where we're not being interrupted by mommy watch this or or you know sitting on the on the toilet and I still can't even go to the bathroom by myself um so when I when I start feeling that that emotional I'm just really starting to drag and having a hard time with patience with my kids or patience with him I'll text him and say or or let him say I I, we really need to get a sitter I need to go on a date and it kind of resets me for the next four to six weeks um that's that's what's helped us just because I'm not a fighter yeah I'm not a fighter except what will happen is I'll get it bottled up bottled up bottled up and mm-hmm. then I explode and he's like yes what's that happened <laughs> <laughs> I will blindside him too just I mean just like this morning he doesn't see the he he handles the kids differently than I do I try to have as much patience because I'm I'm with them more mm. um but also with, with this, um, he knows that that was his one chance. Um, that was his one chance to mess up 
And mm-hmm. so the next time I love you, babe, but I don't deserve this. I love myself and I dirt, I deserve to be happy and to not be treated poorly. Um, mm-hmm. And as well as with being a coach's wife, I, I've also learned that I got this. I can handle these kids without help. You know, I, I do rely on a lot of my village. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, a lot of people in my village that are very willing to help. Um, just like tonight, I've got one, our friends are watching, our old neighbors are watching the, the littlest one. So that way I can talk about this. Um, but I, I mean, I have, we have a huge village and our coaches' wives have always been great. Um, when we first started out as coach's wife, he, he does two sports and I would talk to the coach's wives and say, is this normal? Is this what it's really like? And she'd say, oh girl, we have all been there. I mean, even the head coach's wife is just, I would drop the kids off and say, I got you. I'll see y'all later. And, and so knowing that, that we're not alone was huge. Um, Mm -hmm. In our, in our town, it's, it's close knit. I know not all the towns and all the schools have close knit families of, of coaches, wives or, or um, so that was really helpful too, to know that I'm not the only one feeling this way. And it could have easily been me on the flip side. I could have been the one having the affair and because I wasn't getting attention at home, I was, I was taking care of a child and, and he, I didn't have anybody who was home until late hours of the night. So it could have easily roles have been, could have been switched. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, that Heather, you know, started this life with coach Facebook group and this, this whole group. So we can be there for each other. So we can create a community because we are all in the same boat and, exactly. Um, you know, hopefully not everybody has to go through, you know, infidelity in their marriage, but I also would encourage everyone, you know, you have to protect your marriage if it's important to you, because your husband's not necessarily looking for something, but there are people out there that kind of look up to your husband and want to be around them and coaches and things like that. And, and, you know, we do, we have to protect our marriages and, and we need to, to be mindful of what's going on and um, have that communication because the more communication there is, the less likely something like this happens. So you are one of the blessed ones, but one of the ones who were, was also courageous and made a decision that it might not have been easy, but we're going to make it work because I love you. And I, I really respect that. Mm, yes. So, um, well, Heather, what, um, any other kind of marriage topics you want to talk about tonight? No, um, I think mostly, you know, we may not all live the same exact life, but our husbands work long hours. They're gone. We're thrown into a group of a bunch of other women. If they have kids, if they're married, if it's the girlfriend or whatever. And I mean, like she was saying, she has a village. I think that's so important. Make sure you have a connection. I mean, you don't have to do stuff with them outside. You can, but make sure you don't go to a game and sit there by yourself. And, you know, when I first started out, I was in marketing. And so, but all the other coaches' wives were teachers, all of them. So I would sit there and say nothing. I know you're shocked, aren't you, Honor? Shocked. I said nothing <laughs> at all because I didn't, I didn't have anything to contribute. All they did was, you know, talked about 
their days and they didn't get a long enough lunch and I'm sitting there going, I don't have that problem, you know, and I didn't have to deal with students and stuff like that. So I kind of felt left out at the beginning, but I just realized that was the, you know, I married a coach. I dated him for a year and I was just going to make it work. And I am actually still friends with the people most close to the people that 23 years ago when we were in it. And we're just, you know, kind of started it together. I've just stayed in it together. But I, I think relationships with other coaches' wives are so important. Mm-hmm. However, I also think my friendships outside of football are equally yeah. important. And mm-hmm. my village for that, because you have a village now, you will rely on them even more when they are a little bit older and they're all have the same game at the same time in four different locations yeah. <laughs> and you're dropping one off and then asking a friend and then picking some uh-huh. another one up. It's, it's, it's crazy, but it was great because my kids knew I love you. I'm going to be there with, when I can, but there, I can't go to every game and I'm not going to be able to be at every game. Mm-hmm. Um, and your dad would give anything in the world to be at your games, but he can't. Yeah. Um, and so what I sometimes look at, how our husbands miss out on so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for them because I know if my husband realized how much he missed out on, it would, it would devastate him. Yeah. You know? I'm over here fist pumping like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, is there anything else that um, you would like to add? I just, I, sh- I thank you so much for sharing your story because I just know there's so many women out there that they might not want to admit it. They may not want to talk about it, but probably feel so much relief that they're not alone. Yeah. Well, and I, I think a lot of my stress originally came from is, is they don't get paid for the amount of time that they put into it. And mm-hmm. once I finally let, it took me a few years, but once I finally let go of that, that the, it is a deeper influence on these kids than any money is worth. Um, mm-hmm then I was able to accept the, co- the coach's wife position a little bit more. Uh, now I'm not at every game and I'm not, he knows that I'm going to take care of the kids first and, and I will be at what we can be at. Um, he looks for us in the stands and, and is very grateful when we can be there. But once I took the money aspect out of it, because these coaches do not get paid for what they, they put into it. I mean, there's the huddle stays up on my Mac at home. And that's the, that's the only tab that stays open. Um, once I was able to take that aspect out of it, I was able to accept it a lot more and then kind of come into my role as the coach's wife. I now have my own identity outside of coach's wife. Um, I do a lot more things than that, but now that's, now that it's a part of my life, I'm able to accept it a little bit more. I think it's just so important to embrace it and be so thankful for it. But at the same time, I encourage all of you, you all are so important and capable and gifted and talented in and of yourself. Anything you could imagine already is inside you. Anything you could think of, anything you want to become. Because for a long time, especially when you're in this business for this long, um, you tend to raise four, I raised four kids and I'm 53 years old and I look around going, all right, who am I? Like, Mm -hmm. there's so many things I wanted to do and I haven't done them yet. And I would just encourage everyone, 
don't wait. <laughs> now <Yeah. laughs> with the internet and things like that, you can do so many things from home, even if you're holding on to your baby at the same time. Um, because I think when you have a good sense of yourself, <laughs> that is also a great way that that helps your relationship because your husband is respecting and admiring you and you're respecting and admiring him. And it's just a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful union. Um, then when one feels like they're not doing as much as the other. So yeah. are there any last thoughts? No, no, I think we've touched on a lot of stuff and I, I thank her too for coming on and talking about it because it's hard to admit it. And I think a lot of the stuff she said, we all say, you know, never happened to me. And, and, and it's, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to happen, especially, you know, with the things we touched on. So I thank her for coming to and sharing it. And like you said before, if anybody wants to talk about it, once this goes live or whatever, message us. Um, I mean, all our names are out there, honors, melodies, and mine. And Melody's not with us tonight, but we miss her. She, uh, she had a big weekend. And so she, we let her off tonight. So yeah, um, she's having special time with her family and we yeah, need to see, that. She's spending time with her family. Yeah. So, so, well, thank you so much for everybody for tuning in and listening. I hope that we've given you some value tonight, maybe stirred up some, uh, just some <laughs> ideas and some, some topics that, might not always be easy, but like I said, communication with our husbands and trying to make and, and maintain a strong marriage is so valuable. I know that ours is centered, you know, around our faith, um, but um, however you do your marriage, just um, I think open communication is the best. If you guys have any questions at all, please reach out to us. That's what we're here. This community is for. Um, we love all, all of you and um, we hope that you come back next week and listen and thank you so much again for today and thank you for our special guest. We really appreciate your vulnerability because you coming on here and talking, I know has blessed others. So we mm -hmm. appreciate it and um, we'll see everyone next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>